0: Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I wanted to formally invite you to my unconventional book club. Now I know you're thinking, wait a second, aren't we on the unconventional book club? Like isn't that what this podcast is all about. (laughs) I'm actually also hosting a live book club. So this is a really fun and unconventional approach to reading. So we can dive into the world of positive psychology. It's an opportunity to explore key concepts in depth. We put the knowledge into action and I save you a ton of time. So this is an extension of the podcast. The great thing about it is that we get to see each other live. So I am hosting a live book club. It's coming up in March please go to my website and just click on the unconventional book club and we can learn and grow together and we can develop our skills of effectiveness just by really, really delving into these amazing books. So this is a different approach to a book club. So you can show up, you don't have to have read the book at all, or you can read the book as well. And what we do is every single month is we take a vote and we decide which book we're going to read the following month. So do you have any books that are collecting dust? Those are the ones that you can really, really get into. I mean, there's so many fantastic books out there and so much to learning to happen, right? Learning for us to do. And let's turn knowledge into action. So... Don't let those books remain unread on your on your, your desktop. Don't let those books remain unread in your bookshelf. Let's get those books read and let's put that wisdom into action. Thanks so much, everybody. Let's delve into the book that I highlighted this week. Oh boy, this is a good one. Are you ready? Thanks. How Practicing Gratitude Can Make You Happier by Robert Emmons. This is such a great book, Robert Emmons. He really does prove that gratitude is good for us. It is going to make us happier. And so I got this book actually recommended by a client and she said, Andrea, I can't wait to read this book. She ordered it and actually gave it to me and said, can you read it? Put it on your podcast. So shout out Kim Winston. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, thank you so much for all of your suggestions. If this is your first time here, this is where I highlight books and I try to do it in 30 minutes or less and I try to suck out all the positive psychology, the actionable nuggets, and being a positive psychology coach, I really do love the applicable, say that fast five times, the applicable, <laughs> I still can't say it, the the actionable nuggets, there, I changed the word so I don't have to say it, the actionable nuggets that you can bring into your life. And that's what we do with all these books. And of course, if something sparks your interest, I always recommend that you go out and purchase the book and support the the author because they put so much research and energy and knowledge and effort into these books. All right, so let's jump right in. So this book is so great because it is going to help us with that crucial component of happiness that's often overlooked. So there's a crucial component of happiness that we overlook on a regular basis. And science has shown actually that gratitude, which is also wanting what we have already, it really does emphasize that it can make us happier. And this book teaches us how we can cultivate this and we can really cultivate this unexamined emotion, how we can really discover the power of how gratitude can increase our set point for happiness. And there, this whole book is backed by science. Robert Emmons is a PhD. He is one of the leading scholars in the field of positive psychology. And he really does teach us that like, even beyond science of how we can cultivate gratitude and how we can embrace all those benefits um, that it can bring to our life. Okay. I'm going to admit I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so I'm a little bit excited. So it may come across that, you know, I'm trying to focus, but I might be a little bit distracted. I apologize. I'm pre-apologizing. I can already feel it in my mouth when I'm trying to talk. <laughs> all right. So here we go. The new science of gratitude. So. You might be thinking like, okay, well, what exactly is gratitude? Like you might have a general sense or a concept of it, you know, that when you're grateful for something, you kind of acknowledge that you've received a gift maybe, or you recognize the value of a gift and you appreciate the intention of the person that gave you that gift. Uh, So that there are so many benefits, right? Like you kind of recognize that the gift is just, you're recognizing the value of a gift or an action that someone has provided you and you're appreciating the intention behind it so from a scientific perspective it's a little bit harder to define but the bottom line is is that gratitude is generally pleasing and it feels really good and it's also motivating so the idea of gratitude is that uh, when we feel grateful we are moved to share that goodness with others and uh, gratitude is all about recognizing and acknowledging there's two pieces to the gratitude puzzle And that's recognizing and acknowledging. And there's a difference between just saying thanks and really, really expressing gratitude. And so the acknowledging piece is, you know, you acknowledge that the goodness in one's life, you know, um, you acknowledge all the good things that are happening for you and to you and around you. And you're recognizing that the source of that goodness actually lies partially outside of ourselves. So it must come from somewhere, must come from some person or some situation. And so gratitude is more than just a feeling and or just an expression of thanks. It's actually acknowledging the goodness in your life, and it's also recognizing the source of where that goodness might have come. So gratitude is more than a feeling, but it does make us feel really, really good. So gratefulness is just a knowing awareness that we are the recipients of goodness. And gratitude is just remembering the contributions of others that others have made for the sake of our well-being. And it's also gratitude, the bottom line, and what he says within his book, is that it feels good. And it does contribute to our personal happiness because it ends up motivating us, it ends up lifting us up, it's actually contagious and it's so powerful, right? So I know like, for example, when my kids were little, if they got a gift from someone, um, I always, at, before they opened it, this was my rule. <laughs> I used to make them either call that person or say at least three things that they're really grateful about that gift or, you know, something that they appreciate, like they needed to acknowledge and recognize the effort that someone has put in to give them that gift. And so and my rule was to find three things and so the kids would like roll their eyes and reluctant. Go back to that person and say, "I really love this Lego set," (laughs) and they usually say something like, "Because it's my favorite one, it's going to be really fun." (laughs) And so that I always try to get them, like you know, think thanks for thinking of you know my favorite toys and what I might like to play with, and thank you for going out and purchasing this present and bringing it to me and wrapping it so nice in my favorite color wrapping paper. So as you can see, gratefulness is just a knowing awareness that. That you are a recipient of goodness it's acknowledging it's recognizing the gifts and the goodness that have come into your life now i do love the part in his book here that he talked about that gratitude is not just a form of positive thinking it's like not a technique of like happyology um it's actually a really deep recognition and acknowledgement that goodness exists under even the worst that life can bring us. So gratitude can even happen and show up and be present in moments where, you know, it's really, really challenging in moments that you're really struggling. We can still have an attitude of gratitude in those moments. In fact, and you're going to discover later on in this highlight, um, in this book, it shows that that actually, sometimes when we are under a lot of struggle and we are under a lot of challenge or experiencing some loss or potential loss, gratitude is really, really essential and important. And actually, it ends up increasing usually in times like that. So, this is all about the recognition and the acknowledgement that goodness exists even underneath tough times and challenges we can still be grateful we can still have this gratitude and that it's not just a form of positive thinking Um, so gratitude is a chosen attitude actually and in his book he talks about um, that are it's an approach to life that we can freely choose to practice an attitude of gratitude that we can freely choose this. So gratitude is a conscious decision and science has shown this. So when we can sharpen our ability to recognize and acknowledge the giftedness that our life is providing us, um then we are able to increase our subjective well-being and increase, science has shown, increase our happiness set point, which is so incredible, right? That's just like like it's amazing how we can use this science of gratitude to our advantage and that it is something it's an approach to life and that we can freely choose this for ourselves. So cool. Okay. And so then he talks all about the benefits of gratitude. So like, where does happiness come from? He talks about this concept of happiness and what affects our set point. Now, he did refer to Sonia lyam work, and um, she did the happiness pie. And the idea with the happiness pie is that 50% of um, our happiness comes from our genes. So that's our set point. That's kind of, you know, what what's inherent in us, what we're what we're born with. Um, we have a happiness set point. Then, 10% of the pie represents circumstances, and they account for 10%. And that's things that are out of our control, that have happened in our life, that affect our level of happiness. These are circumstances. And then the other piece of the pie, there's still 40% left. And this is intentional behaviors, intentional activities. And what's so great is that that's 40%. That's a huge amount of leverage there for intentional activities. So intentional activities can influence our well-being substantially, like in a big way. So I don't know if you can think of some, but you know, people might choose to raise their happiness level in the moment. I know what I do is I usually go for a nice walk with my dog or I'll go out hiking or I'll uh, listen to uplifting music to increase my vitality like an instant boost. I'll try to practice regular yoga. Um, I don't know. Some people might like to go gardening. Some people might like to you know, go out on a mountain bike, whatever it is. Um, Some people might write in a journal or go shopping (laughs) or eat chocolate. There's all kinds of things to elevate your mood. These are intentional behaviors that influence our well-being. And so the question becomes, you know, think about a time when you felt grateful. So if you think back to a moment where you felt grateful, um, if you can need to pause it, by all means take a pause on the podcast and think about a time where you were really, really grateful. Um, You know, what happened? Like what were your feelings? And what other feelings can you associate with that state? So for example, if you're really grateful, I remember this lady, she brought me this beautiful bracelet from um, Italy and she had just came back. She was a yoga participant in my class and she was so thoughtful and she like literally brought back, she said, I I picked this one because the blue reminded me of you and it's like the ocean. You always talk about how you love the ocean and like there was so much thought put into this bracelet and the fact that she wrapped in this cute little bag and she brought it in and she thought of me while she was on vacation, it's just like, oh, I was just so so grateful and. Um And so it's that the feelings that came with that moment were joyful. I felt warm. I felt heard. I felt, um, peaceful. I felt content. I felt loved. I felt, you know, um, so many positive emotions. And that's the point here is that if you think back to a time where you were grateful, it shows you that gratitude brings the most joyful, positive emotions to humans. So think about that. We can literally shift our mood. We can elevate our mood. We can affect those intentional activities Simply by being grateful or moving to a place of gratitude. So, gratitude, therefore, is so powerful in our level of happiness and our subjective well being. So, many, many studies done on daily gratitude interventions actually show that an attitude of gratitude impacts us on a physical level as well as a psychological level. And it's astounding. Like, it's astounding. So, They call it counting your blessings and, or your burdens. And they've done all these studies to kind of see how, um, gratitude interventions change people's physiology. It changes their psychology and, uh, it's just incredible. Okay, so the benefits of gratitude or expressing gratitude um, is or also it's like expressing a sense of wonder, expressing a sense of thankfulness, a sense of appreciation is likely to elevate your happiness for so many different reasons there's so many reasons why it does this because being grateful here's one being grateful really fosters um, savoring thinking it really fosters the positive life experiences and situations so if you think about it, if you're grateful you're kind of sitting in your you know you're sitting in wallowing in that like you're really soaking it all up and it's like a good marinade right like you sit in it the more you soak it up the more you you know, more flavor you have. This is what grateful thinking does. It really does allow us to savor the positive life experiences and situations and it heightens it. So it's almost like, you know, staying with it longer. This idea of savoring uh, really does give us that nice sense of happiness. It allows us, and this is why um, expressing gratitude is really likely to elevate our happiness. Um, It also, it allows us to extract the maximum possible satisfaction and enjoyment from our circumstances. So think about it like you're squeezing out every last little bit of that. Like, you know, if you're squeezing a lemon into your water, squeeze every last little bit of it out. So think of squeezing, you know, the, as much gratitude and happiness in from a moment and really focusing on being grateful for that life experience or that situation or that gift or that circumstance that you were in. It's like really getting every last drop of it out (laughs) and that's you know that's one of the reasons why it really does elevate our happiness Gratitude also allows us to count our blessings and um, it really does help us to counteract the effects of what's called hedonic adaptation. Hedonic adaptation is where we get used to the level of happiness. So for example, when you buy a brand new beautiful car, you're really excited about that car, you drive it off the lot, you're still excited about it for the first few days, but then you know what happens, you start getting used to it. So to prevent hedonic adaptation, and counting your blessings and exercising gratitude and appreciation, acknowledging and kind of savoring it actually counteracts the effects of Hedonic adaptation. It's where, you know, uh, we can, we can definitely savor and stay in it. So this prevents us from taking our lives for granted. It prevents us from really taking, um, the people around us for granted. Right. Um, and that's just it. It's like, you want to look around and what I usually do is when I pull out of my house and I'm backing my car out. I look at my house. I love my house so much. And I look at my house like, oh my gosh, my house is so beautiful. I love it. And I say it loud in front of the kids. I love the stone. I love blah, blah, blah. And then when I pull into my house, I go, oh, let's move in here. Let's live here. This house is so pretty. Like I joke, like we're actually moving into my house. (laughs) So it's almost like looking at it with fresh eyes and really savoring, preventing this hedonic adaptation, allowing us to really notice the greatness Um, So we don't take our lives for granted. And this gratitude is so powerful for that. Uh, He also talked about the very act of seeing things as a gift itself is very beneficial to our moods. So seeing things as a gift and looking for the gifts and actually paying attention for it and almost like having like a spotlight for gifts uh, allows us just to elevate our mood. So that's really, really important. This is how gratitude affects our happiness. Gratitude also strengthens social ties. So it allows us to feel more connected to other people Um, when you are appreciative when you do acknowledge people, it allows you to deepen relationships and deepen social ties with other people. And as we know, this connection is so essential for our level of happiness and subjective well-being. Uh, it also enhances marriage, um, This uh, having this appreciation and gratitude for the person you're with, savoring the good experiences and the richness that your life has to offer and the beauty and the person around you. Really, really, really helpful for uh, happiness. Do you know how many times I just said, really, (laughs) I don't know why. Okay. So it's also great. Gratitude affects our heart rhythm. So they've done studies that gratitude actually affects the rhythm in our heart. So when we're expressing gratitude, acknowledging and appreciating, it actually calms our nervous system and actually causes us to be healthier physically. Um, Gratitude also enhances our human spirit. So it adds to a sense of meaning and purpose, um, how we can make a difference in other people's lives. And the example that they use is that we have rituals for remembrance and savoring and appreciating. So it adds to the richness of meaning and purpose in our life. So, oh my gosh, there's so many benefits, as you can see, to gratitude and how it can increase our happiness. It affects those intentional activities. And that's one of the intentional activities that can help us instantaneously to increase our well, our well-being. Okay, so then they ta- he talked about within his book some of the obstacles to grateful living. Now, I know we all have these things, right? These things that stand in the way that prevent us from being grateful for our world and our lives and the things that show up. And so some of the things um, that we're going to talk about right now, see if they resonate with you, see if it pops up for you. And um, these are, might be the things that are holding you back from exercising gratitude, from you know living a great life uh, so one of which that they talked about which is the negativity bias this is a natural way that we ignore one blessings that we actually complain about things and we're wired to see the negative negative. and so it's meant to keep us safe but unfortunately we have this negativity bias and this confirmation bias so we kind of get what we're looking for and our brain is wired to see negativity so you do have to counteract this natural, innate um, thing that our brain naturally does, right? To keep us safe. So the idea is that gratitude actually is a practice. And we're going to discover how we can practice it in a bit. Another obstacle to grateful living is acknowledge, uh, acknowledge dependency, so sometimes uh, we, have, we need to exercise a healthy reliance on others that nourishes us. And sometimes we feel like um, if we're, we're relying on other people to help us or we're... we're um, we're appreciative of people around us, then we, we aren't able to acknowledge them. So if we acknowledge them, it creates a dependency on other people. So that is the argument. So sometimes we think that if we're acknowledging, uh, uh appreciating and, um, making it known that we appreciate things, sometimes it's acknowledge, Um, meant it feels like dependency for people, that we need other people in our lives. And so the idea here is that we really want to adapt an interdependence where we can have a healthy reliance on others and that we can nourish heartfelt gratitude um, and not feel like it's creating a dependency on others. So that might be something that holds people back from gratitude. The other thing is psychological conflicts. You know, we have internal conflicts that we experience, maybe Um, We don't want to overexpress intimate, positive emotions. We hold things in. We might have some psychological blocks to that. Um, He also talked about inappropriate gift giving. You know, sometimes what comes to mind when I first went through my breakup uh, with my boyfriend uh, last year, it's been a year, oh my gosh. anyway, um when I first went through the breakup, it this man I guess he he felt bad for me. He was sending me flowers, but he was sending me like crazy amounts of flowers, like huge bouquets and offering to take me out for dinner and this and that like and so it was too much. It was um I felt like it was inappropriate gift giving and so it really created an obstacle for me because here I'm normally a very A grateful person, but it kind of like the law of reciprocity is like, I didn't want to reciprocate. I wasn't ready for a relationship. I, you know what I mean? So it was, it was challenging. So sometimes unwelcome gifts, they feel uncomfortable and then it's hard. And then it affects, it's an obstacle. It's an obstacle to gratitude and grateful living. So this idea is that It wasn't balanced. Okay, so the other obstacle to grateful living is comparison thinking. So they did do lots of studies, scientific studies on when we compare, we experience less things that we're grateful for. So uh, they had uh, in so many studies they've done, like they had people thinking, I wish I was this. I wish I had this. And that was the mindset that they went in. So this comparison thinking, uh, actually science has shown that it makes us less grateful for what we have, for what we are. So comparison thinking, which I believe is huge social comparison, especially with social media and everything like that, um, is a huge obstacle to grateful living. So socially comparing is not great, right? If you're thinking, Oh, I wish I was this, 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 or I wish I accomplished this, or I wish I had this, then it makes you look at your life and you aren't as happy with it. You, your gratitude and you're not as grateful. The other thing or the obstacle to grateful living is victimhood, you know, thinking you're damaged goods or, you know, and so this idea of victimhood actually prevents us from being grateful. Uh, So when we think that we're damaged in some way, and they did studies on this as well, um, that if we think that we're damaged in some way, then um, we're less likely to be grateful and to exercise gratitude. And science has confirmed that. So the idea is, you know, like you think that you're damaged, like, oh my gosh, so, You know, you're not, not as many good things show up for me, right? (laughs) I'm damaged goods. All right. So then the other thing is obstacles to grateful living. And he talked about the business of life. Basically, we're too busy to take time to reflect on what's good, to reflect on our blessings. And so we're really, really busy just motoring through life and not really exercising gratitude. So those are the obstacles to grateful living. Then he talked about gratitude in trying times. And now, this he talked about it as a paradox of happiness and suffering. So, subjective well being states that most people are happy. So, generally, most people are happy. So even though we go through trying tough times, research suggests that gratitude tends to be an ingredient that keeps us going. So when we're going through trying times, when we're going through tough times, it's this gratitude that actually is a really magical ingredient that helps us keep going and that it comes out actually more when we are going through really trying times. It's actually a paradox of happiness and suffering. So He did talk about through the process of appreciation, you know, even maybe what was once maybe taken for granted or, you know, for we're we're faced with loss or potential loss of something um, or potentially something not available to us like. Maybe um, you, we, get, we get ill. Um, and so what they call it is this bounce back factor. And so we have a grateful outlook on life because um, it really does help us. It's a protective measure to help us through times of crisis. Um, this gratitude offers a widespread and pervasive resiliency. And it's so great because this resiliency is the ability to spring back from um from adversity, spring back or bounce back from, um, challenge and struggle. So gratitude is so essential and gratitude. It's actually a paradox. If we, it shows up in times of struggle and that sometimes we think, oh my God, how can I be grateful in this situation? But it's that gratitude thinking that actually helps support us. So, you know, you can look back and think, wow, if that, you know, that really helped me to to appreciate my legs. Like, for example, when I sprained my ankle at the cottage one time, I was like, oh my gosh, like I totally can't even walk. Like, and now I can't teach any of my classes. I had to cancel all my clients, uh, my poor kids. I couldn't run them around everywhere. They were little at the time. It's like, I really, really had gratitude and appreciation for my ability to walk um, and move. So just a little example like that. So the idea is, is that, Sometimes we don't miss things until they're gone. And this idea of gratitude, like appreciation, we just want to step it up and that we're able to really adopt a sense of resiliency because of this attitude of gratitude. Okay. So here comes the really fun part. This is the last part in the book. It's all about practicing gratitude. So you're thinking, okay, we know all the health benefits of gratitude. We know how it increases our happiness and well-being. We know that it's going to help us through trying times. Um, there's all these benefits. We isolated some obstacles that could potentially stand in the way, but how do we practice gratitude? If we know that we can flex the muscle of gratitude and we can get better at it, how do we do that? So here are some of his tips. He suggested keeping a gratitude journal, writing in it every single day. Um, If you can, just being really grateful, practice, 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 searching for good things that happen. I know in the positive psychology world, a lot of the emails and the correspondence and the meetings all start with what's good. (laughs) Um, And then he also talked about remember the bad experiences as well and appreciate those challenges because have gratitude for the not so great quote unquote bad things that happen in our life and see how they're happen, how they're happening for a reason, how they're helping us. And when we highlighted that book, Struggle Well... Um, It's really amazing because it it, it says, like, don't let struggle go to waste. And the idea is, you know, like, how can we have gratitude for those not so great events in our life as well? And uh, sometimes it's easier to look back and exercise that gratitude because you can see, you know, the how the unfolding of events and where it led you. Um, yeah, okay, so then he talked about ask yourself, um, you know look inside yourself and he talked about Naken, which is the uh, asking and looking inside and reflecting on yourself. Um, you know what have I re- what have I received? Um, what have I give, what have I given? Um, What troubles and difficulties have I caused? It's just turning inward and asking yourself, looking inside is a very powerful tool of um, exercising and practicing gratitude. Um. Also, learn prayers of gratitude. There's so many. If you, I mean, you can even Google them and, like, create your own prayer. Um, prayers of gratitude are very powerful. He also talked about come to your senses. I love this one. This is, you know, like, what do I feel? What do I taste? What do I smell? What do I hear? And how beautiful is it? And how is it affecting me? And, you know, I feel very... Energized today, I'm super excited. I've got a lot of excitement in my cheeks and my jaw, and I'm smiling a lot today because you know, just coming to your senses. And I'm so grateful that my parents are able to have a house in Florida. I'm able to see them. That they're both alive with me still, and they're um, so generous and kind, and they love my children. I'm so grateful that I'm able to go and see them tomorrow. All right. So coming to our senses is a wonderful way to bring you into the present moment and to practice gratitude and be present in the moment and just like asking yourself, you know, what am I seeing? What am I smelling? Like there's something being curious. There's something in the moment to be grateful for acknowledging and appreciating. Uh, he also talked about using visual reminders. So for example, you know, write on a chalkboard, give thanks, right? And that means that adds a whole new meaning, right? You've always seen those signs, give thanks, (laughs) but this now is like, okay, well, we know the power of gratitude. And so using visual reminders of what can I be thankful for in this moment, or wow, I noticed that that person put a little extra effort into it. And, um, and I always make a point. Personally, is especially when I notice someone put in a little effort, especially children. um, It's like, wow! I really noticed that you um, put your shoes away and that you tidied up the back door, and uh, you know that makes mommy feel so light. And um, it really, you know, I can't thank you enough for helping around the house. It makes mommy feel supported, and and then so the idea is, is that that giving thanks um, is really, really important, and that. Uh, it, it, it emphasizes more good behavior too, right? Also, he talked about making a vow to uh, practice gratitude. So I've, I take the vow that I am going to start practicing gratitude, noticing and appreciating, acknowledging, and just stretching it out, milking it and savoring. So my vow is to start noticing more all the little gifts that show up for me, because a lot of times they go unnoticed. And so he says, by making a vow to practice gratitude, I think for me is I already expressed gratitude, but maybe it's I could stretch it out a little bit. I can milk it. I can like squeeze that last bit of the lime out a little bit more um, and articulate it to the people around us. Oh, which is the next point? He says, watch your language. So he talks about thankful people or thankfulness language. Try to use it in all your conversations. So you'll notice people that have this attitude of gratitude tend to talk in abundance. They tend to talk in uh, more positive things thankful way. And um, they talk in a way of appreciation and acknowledgement. And so the idea is to really watch your language. He then also talked about you know go through the motions. He talked about how even facial expressions associated with happiness actually make you feel happy. And my mom used to joke, "Fake it till you make it." <laughs> um, I once had anxiety and I missed almost a whole year of school. And my mom used to give me like these these ta- techniques to help me mentally be mentally powered, empowered, so that I would go to school. And so she would say, you know, "Fake it till you make it," or "Game on." <laughs> so go through the motions facial expressions associated with happiness actually science has shown make us feel happier and then he did talk also about thinking outside the box so be curious, look for situations that flex your gratitude muscles. Look for situations that you can be grateful for, that you can really acknowledge and appreciate. Find things, not just like, oh, I'm so happy for my house. I'm so happy for my bed. I'm so happy for my, you know, going through those lists. It's like, well, wait a second, like think outside of that. Like, you know, who can you um, reach out to? Who can you acknowledge? What can you acknowledge? How can you change your language on a daily basis? What, you know, what visual reminders can you set up to help you really milk and savor um, those things that are in your life? So thinking outside of your box, box, looking for situations that can flex that gratitude muscle. That's it, my friend. Oh my gosh, Robert Emmons. He definitely proves that gratitude is good for us and that we can benefit from it psychologically, physically, and interpersonally, and it's so great on so many levels. It's a component definitely of happiness, and it's crucial. It's a crucial component, right? That's often overlooked, and this gratitude is, you know, wanting what we have, appreciating what we have, acknowledging that other people play a part in this happiness, right? Other people play a part in the richness that our life is full of, and science has shown this. It's really important to cultivate this gratitude so we can embrace all the benefits it brings to our life. That's it my friends. That was Thanks How Practicing Gratitude Can Make You Happier by Robert Emmons and I hope you got a lot out of it. I know I did. I'm so excited to hear from you. And speaking of thanks, I just wanted to say a listener shout out. I got to say so much so many thanks for all the people that have gone onto iTunes and written a review because it really does help grow the show. It really helps me and it keeps me going and motivated. I mean, I love reading of course. But your comments keep me going. Keep me coming onto the computer here and recording the podcast for you. Um, I can't thank you enough for listening and taking the time to be a part of this. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support and love. Have a wonderful week. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books. I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional, book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.